0: You know, fingerprints all over the defense. But, but now that you have, um, you know, Al Golden there, it's, it's a little bit of a different, um, you know, staff. So um, I think probably just a little bit of the unknown going into the game. If CJ to go out of the game for whatever reason, would, would Kyle be the one to go in at quarterback for you guys? Uh, yeah, in the first game he would, yeah. Well, front row right, Austin Ward. from nowhere, Cool. Brian, um, <laughs> w- between Trevian and mine, how do, you, do you have a preference for how you'd like... Or an idea of how you want to handle the rotation with those two at this point? Yeah, we're going to see how the game goes, but they're both going to play, um, and they both had very good camps, and we're going to need them both in this game. Um, you know, they—they uh, they, I think have really done a great job in all three areas. You know, they've done a good job in running the football, and they've done a good job in the pass game, and then a good job in protection. So, um, you know, all three—you know—all three of those guys could get in the game. You know, Down might even get in the game, but uh, you know, we'll start with Trey, and mine will be in there real quick. Where do, you, where do you see the biggest improvement or difference from Travion from this time a year ago to now? I think when you come in as a freshman, everything's just moving so fast. You know, it's just having a little bit more experience now and uh, going through things. And, um, you know, again, everything you're doing isn't for the first time. There's a lot to be said for that. So I think just overall the bank reps in his mind. That would be uh, Rivals uh, 97.1. Uh, Thank uh, you.
1: Uh, See you, Jerry. <coughs> oh, third row left, uh, Dan Hope, 11 Warriors. Ryan, part was saying yesterday that you know, he thinks a big key of this game is going to be stopping the run and being able to run the ball. Do you have a similar approach?
0: Yeah, same thing. Um, and that's really where we all start is, is stopping the run. And uh, they do a good job running the football. So we're going to have to do a great job of uh, being assignment sound and um, you know playing with great fundamentals. And. Uh, doing a great job on third down and get off the field. But the same thing on offense, you know, you have to establish the run. It's very, very important and uh, something we've been working very hard on.
1: Obviously, those were things that didn't go your way, the games that didn't go well last year. How much of a point of emphasis has that been in game planning for his game of making sure the run, stop, or run are big?
0: It's, it's a point of emphasis for every game that we play, though, you know, and, and um, you know, we uh, have spent a lot of time on it, but not any more time than we have in the past. I mean, that's where the games. Um, or won and lost, you know, is up front. So, uh, but have certainly spent a lot of time on that.
1: Uh, right in front of him, Stephen Means, Cleveland.com. Right. obviously, you're trying to prepare for a game, but there's obviously going to be a lot of you know, recruits walking around here, maybe more than you've had pretty much in your career here. Is there any extra message you have for those guys? And maybe how do you handle that while also trying to focus on what's on
0: five matchup? Yeah, uh, we've had conversations leading up to this game about. A lot of uh, of our recruits come into this game, and it's been exciting for them, and we are going to have a big number here. Um, and, and I think most of the, the conversation leading up to the game has been had, the recruiting's been had, now it's time to go play the game and just allow them the opportunity to see what it, an atmosphere at Ohio State's like, playing at Ohio Stadium, um, you know, top 10 matchup, uh, ESPN game, you know, just the whole uh, atmosphere, and just take it all in and then picture themselves being on that field. And um, I think a lot of guys are really excited. We got people flying in from all over the country here to be part of this game. So happy that they're going to be with us for this one. And
1: CJ and Jackson, specifically that relationship since they've gotten here, how have you seen those two kind of grow?
0: Well, yeah, I think it started in high school, um, and then it went on to when they were, um, you know, in the scout uh, scout team together, but. But they were they were together on a couple of these rivals camps and they, they knew each other when they were um, in the recruiting circles. Um, and then and then when they got here it started right off the bat. I think they were on a scout team for a little while and and then quickly grew to last year. So uh, they've just naturally kind of had a great relationship and understand each other's body language, we have a good connection.
1: Uh, behind uh, Stephen, uh, uh, Jacob Benge the Lantern. Yeah, there right, I uh started Tom speaking and his best conference yesterday, I know. Notre Dame's got a lot of, like, Buckeye connections on its coaching staff. Just uh, what's your history with Marcus Freeman and some of the other coaches that have ties to
0: Ohio State? Yeah, it, it's interesting when you look at both stabs, there are a lot of crossover. You know, we have some Notre Dame folks who are folks that uh, coach at Notre Dame and vice versa. You know, there's guys who are Buckeyes over there or coached there here. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a small world and, um, you know, it's kind of a unique, but it's exciting. And I think that's uh, we're all competitive and, and looking forward to play Saturday night
1: that Notre Dame as well will start at quarterbacking over the first time. Similar to maybe your team last year, just what do you know about Notre Dame's quarterback going into Saturday's
0: game? Uh, very athletic, very talented, highly recruited, um, you know, uh, very talented. You know, seeing his ability to throw, his ability to run. So, um, you know, we got to do a good job. We're expecting a high-level play.
1: Uh, front row right, Joey Kaufman, Columbus Dispatch. Ryan, just to follow up on um, Kyle being there behind CJ in case of injury, what? I'm see you have a couple of guys, him and Devin. What, what what do you feel confident about Kyle in that number two spot for this week?
0: Well, he's been in the program for a couple of years, and, and Devin's been – he's right there, too. He's working really hard, and, and uh, you know, as, as the season goes on, he's got to continue to grow. But, um, you know, going into this first one, Kyle just has um, a little bit more experience coming into it, understands the offense just a little bit more, has a little bit more under his belt. So, um, you know, we feel like if, if we need to, though, he would be the guy.
1: For this game, is that something you keep open throughout the year, having both of those guys
0: competing for the back? Well, they're both going to, you know, things change, but right now it's Kyle, and we'll just keep, you know, see where it goes. Those guys got to show up every day and compete and get better. Um, you know, Devin's defense, he's only been here for about seven months, so, um, you know, I think Kyle's ahead of him right now just because of his experience, and and uh, we just want to make sure those guys continue to get better. And when they have an opportunity to get in the game, then they got to go prove that they can do it in the game because, one of the hardest things is being a backup quarterback where you're you're getting all the you're getting certain reps in practice, but you're not getting game reps. And so as the season goes on, you know, we'll get to continually evaluate those guys.
1: A big picture question about the series with Notre Dame.
0: You guys have historically not played a ton in the regular season. This is only been the only fifth ever meeting um, to know host you in Notre Dame. Once home and home in the nineties, home and home in the thirties. Do you have any thoughts on the frequency you would like to, to play Notre Dame? I know you haven't obviously played this home and home yet, but just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I don't really have many thoughts on that, no. I mean, um, it's it's certainly exciting to be a part of it. You know, not only is it the 100th year anniversary of the shoe, but just the fact that, like you said, it's a special matchup, having Notre Dame such a, um, you know, a prestigious program in the Midwest and then Ohio State getting together for a home-and-home home is exciting. And, you know, we saw this on the, on the uh, schedule a couple years back, and here we are.
1: Right next door, Tim May, let him What kind of uh, – how many more minutes of sleep do you get – a night leading up to this game knowing you have this starting quarterback back and what he what he can bring to the table and where do you see him stepping up uh, headed into this one
0: yeah it, it's a different feel f- from last year um, I mean everything was new last year so uh, so that's different but there, there are other challenges there are other things that are new so uh, but but knowing that you know have somebody who's been through the games before and been through the fire and um that that does help you know and it it isn't about you know helping you get any sleep it's just what can what can they handle you know and in terms of putting in the game plan and um you know things that we can hopefully make game time adjustments with because there's there's a, a roll of plays you know that under his belt that we can go back to if we need to and um even just communicating what's going on in game for guys who have been in the in first games are important because it was just on both sides. There's going to be things that we haven't seen, and so we have to be able to make in-game adjustments quickly. And having experience certainly helps in that area.
1: And how much of a bonus did you look back on it? Was that Rose Bowl, obviously it come from behind, wind, etc. But just getting Marvin Harrison Jr. and Meche Buka involved, Julian Fleming too. Yeah, I hope I mean, because of what they were replacing, etc. Did as you look back on it now? How invaluable was that?
0: I hope I hope it was big. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, if you didn't have that experience in that setting, you know, yeah, you'd be. Uh, even more sleepless nights, but uh, but they did. That doesn't mean anything. They still have to go play, but at least there's a reference point there, which is good for them, and hopefully it does pay off. Uh, third row left, Bill Landis, Rivas. Now that he's had basically a full year of playing linebacker, um kind of got his feet under what what have you noticed about Steele over the last month in, in terms of being more comfortable with that position and from from wondering if he, you know flashing it differently in camp than maybe he did last year yeah I th- I, you know like same thing having a year under your belt of playing is is important um and i think that that room is doing well i think that they see it from uh, a wider scope being with jim every day um you know in in the meetings um, they get to see it they make the calls so I think, you know, he's he's one more year veteran, which is, uh, again, hopefully pays off on Saturday night. But but I think as a group, you know, they all have more experience. Look at Tommy, You look at Cody, you know, look at some of the guys who hadn't really played going into that year when we had to replace all four of those linebackers who took the majority of the reps. At least this this year's team coming back has more experience in the linebacker room. When you're playing an opponent that has uh, a former assistant of yours on their defensive staff, um, do you need the Go, change the way you go about things in terms of signals? Is there any value to having maybe more intimate personnel knowledge that, that Al might have since he was here on the practice field? For the yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, Al did an unbelievable job when he was here and he's a good friend of mine and I um, have nothing but respect for him. So, uh, you know, he'll have those guys charged up. and, and uh, But yeah, certainly you know, he knows a lot about this program, what we do, so definitely have to be aware of that and change things up.
1: Uh, deep left, Brendan Gulick. Buckeyes okay,
0: Sports Illustrated. Hey, Coach, thanks for spending some time with us. I know you talked a little bit about the war-up the around this game. Can you give us an idea of how much you appreciate <laughs> the tradition of college football and of two programs that may be at the forefront of tradition in this sport? Yeah, it's, it's hard to probably appreciate right now because there's just so much going on. But, uh, but when you think about what an opportunity this is for Saturday night, just getting Notre Dame and Ohio State together, uh, you know, first game of the year, 100th year anniversary of the, sh- of the shoe, all of the things combined. Uh, what, an, what a great opportunity, and that's that's what college football is all about, is bringing people back and, um, you know, making it special. And, and this is about our players, and I talked to them the other day about when you grow up and you're 7, 8, 9, 10 years old, and you watch a game on TV on Saturday night, and then you wake up the next morning on Sunday and you're playing in the backyard, and all of a sudden, you're taking on the personality of, of guys who you watched the night before, and uh, you can see a couple of them nod. And I say, well, that's going to be you, you know. And I try to remind guys that every year when we play in environments like this, and that's the opportunity that's there. So that's why we got to work so hard this week to be a competitive excellence on Saturday. So uh, working really hard to make sure that we're prepared for this thing. As a head coach, you know that that led a program through the COVID pandemic and all the unique challenges that you've kind of had year to year. What makes this opener unique for you, this season unique? Uh, I think it's it's unique. Uh, every year is unique. But um, what's significant about this year is, again, um, probably our schedule bookended by Notre Dame and Team Up North, eight home games, 100th year anniversary, um, a little bit more of an experienced crew coming back. So um, I think those are probably the things that are most noteworthy. Let's
1: go deep right, uh, Jeremy Birmingham rivals right um obviously in, in your four years here you guys generally try to avoid the huge recruiting events during game days but with the game being at night does it make it easier and are you worried about striking the balance between finding time with kids and all their families coming in and just being ready
0: for saturday yeah, yeah um it, i mean all the focus is going to be on the game you know we have a great recruiting staff that's going to do everything they can to make sure they put on a, a great show and be great hosts for our recruits but uh, time will be limited. Uh, maybe after the game on Sunday, then we'll have some time to catch up. But uh, we got to focus on Notre Dame. And, yeah, it's it's great. Um, you know, we have a lot of people flying in from different parts of the country. They play on Friday night, and they're able to come in on Saturday because it's a night game. So, uh, so this is unique that way. So we, we do have big numbers. And I say all the time, every time you come to visit, it's a different experience. This one is about watching the atmosphere and watching the game at Ohio State. Um, you know, when they come in in the spring or the winter, we get to spend more one-on-one time. That's that's typically the focus. But this focus is about seeing the environment, watching the atmosphere, and then visualizing yourself on the field playing for the Buckeyes.
1: With the 20th year anniversary of the 2002 National Championship, a lot of guys coming to town. Do you have anything different playing with Jim Trestle as far as talking to the team or being around
0: yeah, so um, really great to see those guys get recognized, and um, not only uh, is that national championship team a special team because they want it, but they've had such an impact on on Columbus, on Ohio State, and uh, certainly Coach Trestle's had a great impact on me, and he's been a great resource. But but it's it's also all the all the players, and to see those guys be a part of the game Saturday is going to be important, and. Uh, I'm just, I'm glad they're a part of it. I'm glad they're getting recognized because it is more than just that. And I think it goes to show you if you become a national championship here at Ohio State, a national championship team at Ohio State, it kind of lives for a long, long time. And it means so much. So uh, great to see those guys recognized. A lot of respect.
1: Uh, Fourth row, right, Spencer Holbrook, Letterman Rowe. Ryan, when you look at this defense last year, you guys rotated a lot of guys because of the experience. Now Larry says he's got 12 guys He might be able to rotate on the defensive line. The safety room looks like it's got six guys you feel more confident in installing a rotation of guys that you can actually play heading into this opener than you did
0: heading to Minnesota when you were platooning guys? Yeah, Yeah, I think we know what we have and I think guys have settled into some stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, in big games, our, our really good players have to play really good and, uh, you know, if we're going to play depth at different positions, that's great. Those guys got to play, but our really good players have to play really well. That's kind of how it goes and uh, it is good to know that we have depth going into the season and... You'll see different guys uh, in the game, but it'll be uh, a lot different than it did starting the season last year.
1: And then flip the other side of the ball. Harris obviously started last year, but now finally gets the reins on that left tackle job. Uh, for you, as the guy who recruited him, the guy who's seen him develop, how exciting is it just to see him finally be at that spot where everyone expects him to be so good and then to also be able to go against somebody who's projected to be a first-round pick and Isaiah? You know, how exciting is
0: that for you to be able to see him? Yeah, I mean... Um, you know, Foskey's a tremendous player, very athletic, like you said, projected first-rounder, so it's going to be a huge challenge uh, for him um, and for DeWan in this game. And, um, you know, he, we got to know exactly where he is at all times. Um, but, yeah, I thought that the key for Paris was that he was willing to go in and guard and get a whole year under his belt. And I think that for a lot of guys, uh, they see themselves, well, I'm just a tackle. And if he had seen himself as just a tackle, then he would go into the season with zero experience really on the field maybe a few snaps here and there. But because he was willing to go into guard, he's more prepared to play this season at tackle because of that experience. So I think it goes to who he is as a person. (laughs)
1: Uh, Third row right, Rob Allitt, Columbus Dispatch. Brian, Tim talked about this earlier. Um, At the end of last year, CJ seemed like there wasn't a lot of room for improvement. You guys, there's always room for improvement. But we didn't think there was much more room. What? Thank you, man. Where can he improve
0: still? Well, um, you know, there, there's a lot of areas. Um, I, I think that uh, for the whole offense, you know, we just have to start the season and get going. Um, when you kind of go through the season we went through last year, finished with the Rose Bowl win, you go into the offseason, it's a whole different group. We move some pieces around. Some guys move out. Some other guys move in. It's just a different personality. And so as the leader of the offense, you have to do everything you can to get your team into the end zone, whatever that looks like. You know, last year we had our, our certain way we did it. The year before, you know, this this year is going to look a little different as well. You know, and so certainly the run game is a huge part of that, and I think he understands that. It's not about, you know, getting the most points or the most yards. It's about winning games, and that's what's important.
1: And the other thing is my 93-year-old mother again last night is complaining about why everyone's picking Ohio State number one. They're going to get big heads. That's not good for how do you handle that with the team, and do you have a specific person that kind of is in charge of keeping guys from seeing that stuff?
0: Well, I, I think coming off of last year, there's no big heads. Um, I mean, this this team is hungry. Uh, this team has been hungry. It's been gritty, and uh, you know, we got to go win this first game, and, and they know that. Um, so uh, there's, there's no big heads on this team right now. we got a lot to prove.
1: Right behind us, Pat Murphy, 24/7 Sports. Right, uh, any opener has unknowns on both sides. You don't have tape from this year, but when you have a game like this, as opposed to, to some of the openers in the past, how much does that change what you're doing to try and know as much as possible about this Notre Dame team?
0: Yeah, every year it's the same story. You know, it's a challenge to figure out what changes and adaptions have been made based on the personnel from each side and in, in, in college football, what that means. I think maybe in the NFL when you're drafting, you know, it, the system's a system, but uh, when you have new coordinators move in and out and when you have different players moving in and out in graduation, different things, uh, it changes. And so you try to do the best you can to project that, but then in-game you have to have a good contingency plan that you can move quickly and adapt and, and think on your feet.
1: You talked about Paris and, and Dewan, but the offensive line as a whole, we've talked about the depth a lot, but how do you feel about that starting group and what challenge – Overall, does Notre Dame present with their
0: defensive front? Well, they play multiple fronts, um, and they're good. They're strong. They're powerful. They're athletic. Uh, the linebackers play hard. Uh, they do a good job against the run. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I feel good about where our offensive line is. I, I think that we've had a really good camp. I think Justin's done a great job with them. But now they've got to go put it on the field, and uh, that's all that really matters. You know, and I think that's just across the board. You know, you go through so much training so much training for just these few opportunities to play. And so now it's time to go to be competitive excellence. And that's what matters the most is what we do on Saturday night. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about what I see. But at the same time, we got to go put it on the field.
1: Second roll roll-up, Steve Hellwagen, 24-7 Sport. <clears throat> yeah, Coach, your offensive players have said
0: routinely that the defense is much improved. They haven't got as many big plays, perhaps during this preseason. Uh, which area of the, of the defense, stopping the run, the pass rush, maybe the secondary with pass defense, which one has maybe made the most improvement out of, out of all those areas? I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think when you look at the front, I think that they are certainly creating a lot of disruption up front and uh, getting after the quarterback and, um, you know, creating problems up front in the run game. Uh, linebackers are much more improved. They're seeing things and diagnosing things faster. Um, but the secondary as well is, is playing uh, at a pretty high level. so. I think across the board, it's just an overall improvement. I think that the guys are playing with more confidence. I think it's probably the combination of guys on that side of the ball with more experience and then embracing the new scheme. And uh, just curious what the assignments will be for your assistant coaches up, down, for this game. Yeah, um, I think, you know, they, we've gone back and forth on that. I think on offensive, the offensive side, we'll, we'll pretty much stay the way we've we've, we've, uh, we've been. And I think... Um, you know, Jim's done it a couple different ways, and, and we're going to kind of decide here towards the end of the week what he's going to do. Uh,
1: Preffleville, Bill, Bill, Billings, Columbus Dispatch. Right. Even though you have an experienced team, uh, you're playing at home. Uh, what's it like for a coach before the first game of the year? Because you know, there's no preseason. You're playing a top opponent. Just kind of your mindset right now.
0: Um, I, I think it's just to try to have a great day today. Because, again, you know we talk about it all the time, you can plan for the future, but there's nothing you can do about the game yet. All you can do is just have a great day today and focus on the fundamentals, focus on getting better, making sure that everything's clean today in practice. Um, and so, you know, Saturday's gonna come and go, how prepared are we gonna be when it gets here? And that's really just has to be the focus. Um, yeah, I can't sit here and tell you that it's, you sleep well at night, cause you just don't know, anytime you have a new team, um, but there is more experience with this group than last year, so at least you have, a, again, a reference point. But every every year is new, and um, there's going to be a lot of excitement in this game, and you know we have to come in and play well. Do you feel, uh, you know, feel good about where you are as a team? I mean, obviously you don't know what's going to happen Saturday, but do you feel good about the preparation? I think we've had an excellent uh, preseason, yeah. I, I think uh, the attitudes have been excellent. I think the toughness has been excellent. I think their attention to detail, the edge that they've had, uh, this team wants to be good, uh, and they have an edge to them. They, they feel like they have something to prove, but That doesn't mean anything until you go play the game on Saturday night So uh, we'll keep working on that and, and trying to figure out a way to get 1-0 and One more question on Paris
1: Johnson. Um, how has he looked at left tackle? I mean, that is kind of a natural position. Uh, how good can he be? How good has he been so far? You
0: no, know, he's done really well. He's really improved um, You know moving from tackle to guard and then guard back to tackle is a little bit of an adjustment, but um, now he's been working well with Justin, and um, you know I think he's had a really his last couple of weeks. Have, he's been excellent. Or you're to
1: the right, Adam King, WBNS Penn TV. This is a playoff caliber matchup to start the season in the shoe at night. You talk of hundredth anniversary. Do you talk to your guys about what Saturday means for college football and and how big it's going to be?
0: I just just like what I said yesterday about how uh, you know the nation will be watching and. You get to be a front and center, and, you know, oh, everyone is watching, you know, and then wake up the next morning, they can be you, you know, and I think that's important, and it's great for them to realize that, but we can't make it bigger than it is either. You know, we got to make sure that we're we're focused on what really matters, but uh, but I th- the guys know. I mean, this has been on the schedule for a while, and just as it gets closer, you start to feel it a little bit more, but we know this was coming, and we've been preparing all summer.
1: You've got the best view of the defense, now that you've had a whole off season
0: or four days away, how ready is it, and how different? Yeah, I mean we're, I mean still a couple of days away, so we're going to keep preparing all the way till you know seven twenty nine when the when the foot hits the ball. But um, you know it's time to go play somebody now. You know I think uh, as much as our guys are doing a great job of being focused, you know they want to go play a game and hit somebody else. And I think they're tired of practicing. We can't get tired of practicing. We got to keep working, but. Um, but no, I mean, you know, these guys have been working hard for this moment. And, um, you know, they've done a great job with the installation. They have a great job making adjustments and learning and growing. And, and now it's game planning Notre Dame. So, um, you know, I, I think we're in a great place. We'll see you again Saturday night. Uh, right
1: next door, Tony Herbman, Buckeye Huddle. Ryan, I think along those same lines, this defense has been a work in progress for the last eight months. Where's your excitement level, your, your emotional level, to you finally see that against the
0: opponent? Yeah, it's going to be great to see. Uh, just... Bunch of guys running around with great energy and great confidence, and that's that's what this thing's going to be. Um, and, and that's the way they practiced. You know, just the, the whole group in general. You know, if you come out and watch practice, you can see it. You know, it's just there's there's an energy level to them, a confidence. Guys buzzing around, playing fast, playing violent, uh, creating chaos out there, and that's that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, uh, way over to the right, uh,
1: Donbury, WBMS Ten TV. Coach, as you take the pulse of this club, how ready are they to play a game? And you mentioned the edge these guys have. Will Angry Team take the field on Saturday? And I don't know, what keeps you up late right now?
0: Yeah, well, one thing I tell them all the time is when you play in big games, um, you know, a lot of guys, they just want to get me to the game, get me to the game, get me to the game. Well, it's it's only Monday or, and then today is Tuesday. You know, we have a long way to go before we get to that game. So what happens is if it's just get me to the game, you lose focus on – that time We have to be ready to go at 7.30 on Saturday night. So, um, you know, we're preparing and we're going to continue to prepare to make sure we're ready right at that moment to play with the mental, physical, and emotional uh, energy that we need. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this team certainly, uh, you know, wants to, to be great. And it's going to start September 3rd.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've heard the things. I mean, these guys have talked about it. They heard things that people said about them a year ago and all that. Is there a fire with this team because of some of the comments that
0: were made in the past? Yeah, but I think when you're at Ohio State, you know, you can't listen to that because uh, they're the same ones that, you know, said things that weren't very good, the same things that are saying that maybe one of the better teams in the country coming into this year. So, um, you know, when you listen to other people's opinions, you respect them more than your own. So you just have to focus on what really matters and, and just, you know, kind of distract all the noise and keep it out of the building.
1: I mean, with that said, though, there's always a big target on you guys, and more so than ever. How hard is it to block and, and to block all that out? I mean, you're hearing this a national championship caliber team, this and that, and that. I mean, do you guard against that with your kids?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we don't talk about any of those type of things because that's not what the focus is. And um, the competitive stamina is what we've been talking about because we know that at Ohio State you have to bring it every single week. And in order to get to reach our goals where we need to be, we have to bring it every day and every game. And so uh, we start looking ahead and, and, you know, lose a day, then we put ourselves at risk. So uh, focusing on the process, focusing on the day, and making sure that we have the stamina that we need to go in this game.
1: That time for two more. Over here to the right, Nathan Baird, Cleveland.com. Another question about the defense. Maybe kind of looking back, at what point over these past eight months did you kind of see the impact that that Jim was having on the defense? Like, it it was tangible to you that the the change that you wanted, the adjustment that you wanted was happening?
0: Yeah, I don't know if it was one day, but you could just see it over time building just the confidence of of the guys. And uh, they they play with um, a lot of um, decisiveness. They play with a lot of confidence. And they run to the ball. And when you get that kind of pack mentality, that's when you know you're starting to build something special on defense. And I don't think it happened one day, but it certainly has happened over time.
1: And with, um, when you brought him on, and he's talking about wanting a, a safety-driven defense, was there something about Perry that you wanted specifically for that position, or was there something about Perry that you wanted on this staff, regardless of how he was going to fit the
0: position? Yeah, a little bit of both. I think that he, um, you know, I didn't know Perry very well, but um, everyone who uh, knew Perry spoke very, very highly of him and certainly saw his work when he was at, at UC and then an opportunity to spend some time with him during the interview process and I could tell right away that uh, he was special. He does a great job of communicating. He's very, very intelligent. Sees things from a wide view. uh, Connects well with the players. So uh, certainly somebody that we were very fortunate to have on our staff.
1: And final question. Second row rank Doug Lane, Cleveland.com. Ryan, just a, a specific question on a player. Matthew Jones had a couple years here where he was in camp and fighting for a starting job and didn't quite get it. We know how important he was to you guys last year as a sixth offensive lineman, but here he is now as a starter. What was his progression, and, and what do you think of a guy like that sort of keeping, continuing the fight? Right? right,
0: that's it, the fight. Yeah, I, and when I think about Matt, that's what I think about, and uh, not to put his stuff out there, but he got in front of the team during a team meeting and kind of shared his experiences of what uh, what the brotherhood means to him, and it was really powerful, because Matt is a man of few words, but He did. He kept coming every single day. And part of this game is showing up every day. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, people out there that maybe would have transferred, maybe would have gone another direction, maybe would have lost hope. But he didn't. he just keep putting one day in front of the other. And now he's got an opportunity to have a great season this year and be a starter at Ohio State. So I'm very proud of Matt and the journey that he's been on.
1: And um, a lot of people are, are very connected to their alma mater throughout their lives, right? When you're in this business, you're a college football player. It was very important to you, but now you're in college football. You're not a nine-to-five Monday to Friday job. How do you stay connected to your alma mater? Do you do you pay attention? What are your feelings when you're in the business of college football? What is your relationship like with the place where you attended and you played college football?
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 a part of your life, and uh, this this profession is funny, you know, in a different way. When I grew up, I used to watch the New England Patriots, and then uh, I was coaching for the Philadelphia Eagles and went into Foxborough and played against Brady and Belichick. And I was like, I felt like a, I don't know if I should cheer for the Patriots or try to beat them. Uh, and, you know, it's just this this world is a small world. And, uh, you know, you certainly, you know, being part of the University of New Hampshire for me was a big part of my life and certainly it, it catapulted me into my career. And so that's been very important to me. But I think for everybody, it is, and it's a part of their life, yeah.
1: And not a joke question. Would you like to see UNH come into the shoe and play you guys some year?
0: Oh, jeez. Uh, I don't know. That's a good I've not never considered that, but, yeah, that'd be fun. back. Expect- <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Ryan. Thank All right, you. no Josh, problem. See you guys. Thanks.